I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my big bag of onions. The government to California, broken hearts and bars unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dog radio I got so many beasts on Hands pressed cold against the phone The young stars When John met Judith, it seemed they were a perfect match. Both were devout Christians. He was a widower, she a divorcee. After finding each other on an online dating site, they exchanged heartfelt emails. John, an interior designer from London, wanted to meet in person, but had traveled to South Africa for his father's funeral. While there, he was robbed and defaulted on an expensive design contract. Judith stumped up £140,000, that's $175,000, before realizing that she had been scammed. John was the invention of a fraudster. Last year, online dating swindles cost Britons a record £39 million, according to the City of London Police. Six out of ten victims are women, and two-thirds are between the ages of 40 and 69. Few of the fraudsters are identified, let alone caught, but most seem to be part of organized gangs in West Africa or Eastern Europe.
after a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance, and she hastily dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit returning, splendidly dressed, with a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as he came. The Duchess, the Duchess, oh, won't she be savage if I've kept her waiting? Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask help of anyone. So when the rabbit came near her, she began in a low, timid voice. If you please, sir, the rabbit started violently, dropped the white kid gloves and the fan and scurried away into the darkness as hard as he could go. Dear, dear, how queer everything is today.
I had students years ago who went to a certain part of the world as part of the Peace Corps to help the people who lived in that part of the world learn to do some very, very simple matters having to do with hygiene. One of the things that they were doing was teaching uh, people in that part of the world uh, how to dig latrines. And one of the important things that they were teaching, which ran absolutely counter to the local traditions, was that when you dug a latrine, you really, really needed to dig it well downhill from your source of drinking water. You dig the latrine downhill from the well, not uphill from the well. I don't need to draw you diagrams. It has to do with the direction of water flow, it has to do with typhoid, it has to do with the propagation of parasites in the water supply, and it has to do with alarmingly high levels of infant mortality. listening to my big bag of onions.
People take in five times as much information each day as they did in the mid-1980s. With all these data sloshing around, it is easy to feel lost. One politician uses a statistic to back up her argument. A newspaper uses another fact to refute it. An economist uses a third to prove them both wrong. In A Field Guide to Lies and Statistics, Daniel Levitin, an American neuroscientist, shows the reader how to find a way through all this numerical confusion. A book about statistics can easily be boring. Fortunately, Mr. Levitin is the perfect guide. Before becoming an academic, he used to work as a stand-up comedian. Drawing on those skills, Mr. Levitin peppers his book with wisecracks. He uses the phrase, on average, humans have one testicle, to make the point that the mean can be a misleading description of a population. of the beggar and the king everybody every day you and i we all can say words regarded as a complicated tool created by man implicated by mankind words obsession of the genius and the fool everybody every day everywhere and every way oh words find them you can use them say them you can hear them you can read them, love them, them. Words transmitted as we faded from the start Received by all and we're sentenced to a life with words Impression of the stupid and the smart Everybody, every day, you and I, we all can say words Inside your head can come alive as they're said Softly, loudly, modestly, or proudly Words, expression by the living and the dead Everybody, every day, everywhere and every way Whoa, words Find them, you can use them Say them, you can hear them Write them, you can read them Love them, fear them Words, a letter and a letter on a string Words, possession of the beggar and the king Words, regarded as a complicated tool Words, obsession by the genius and the fool Words, transmitted as we faded from the stars Words, impression of the stupid and the smart Inside your head can come a light as there's a Expression by the living and the Them, write them, you can read them, love 
When an authority figure, such as an experimenter in a white lab coat, ordered a subject to pull a lever to shock another person, the subject repeatedly did so, even though the other person, an actor in no actual danger, reacted dramatically to the shock. If a Martian descended to Earth to watch these two experiments, he would be forced to conclude that rhesus monkeys empathize while humans do not. Rhesus monkeys appear to know what it's like to be another in pain, while humans either don't or simply don't care. Of course, we know that humans can care, can empathize with others, can consciously think about what it's like for someone else to have an emotional experience. It is tempting to conclude that rhesus monkeys empathize and care about the well-being of others, and the experiments seem to support this point. But there are alternative interpretations. Perhaps the lever-pulling monkeys found the recipient's response to shock disagreeable. In aversive situations, individuals stop what they are doing. Perhaps the monkeys were concerned about retribution, that they might later be in the hot seat and at the mercy of a less-than-benevolent individual. If so, then abstaining from pulling the levers was not mediated by empathy, but by self-interest.
with you like we were going to it looks that way I'm afraid but we were going to do loads of things together oh what a shame I know oh what will the two boys say they won't be able to go home either well what are you going to do Anne I don't know it's miserable let me see what else daddy has to say I know you could come and stay with me at Kieran Cottage instead I'm sure my mother would love to have you again. We had such fun when you came for the summer halls. But that's exactly what we're to do. What do you mean? Daddy's already arranged it with your mother. We're to... Oh, no. What? We're to have a tutor, too. Why on earth do you need a tutor? It seems Julian and Dick have been ill with the flu this term, so they've gotten behind with their work. Oh, blow, blow. A tutor? How sickening!
What's it gonna be then, eh? There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. Dim being really dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar, making up our Rasudox what to do with the evening. A flip, dark, chill winter bastard, though dry. The Corova milk bar was a milk plus mesto, and you may, oh my brothers, have forgotten what these mestos were like, things changing so scurry these days, and everybody very quick to forget, newspapers not being read much neither. Well, what they sold there was milk plus something else. They had no license for selling liquor, but there was no law yet against prodding some of the new veshes, which they used to put into the old maloco. So you could pee it with Veloset or Symphomesk or Drenkrom or one or two other veshes, which would give you a nice quiet horror show 15 minutes admiring Bog and all his holy angels and saints in your left shoe with lights bursting all over your moods. Did someone call my name Like a distant drum is beating Or is it just another dream of long ago I dance again, I am spinning In the life I am living And I can feel the power Rushing through my veins Once upon a time, I could do no wrong For the candle flickers, the flame is never gone To my brilliant feet, they all pay heat I hear the crowds roar, oh, so loudly Is it a game of chance Or merely circumstances A jack to a king and back Then you have to pay to play The world, it won't wait for you It's got its own things to do The sun's gotta rise and drive Another night away As I listen to the silence I can hear thunder in the distance To my brilliant feet They all pay heat I hear the crowds roar Oh, so loud
New techniques have allowed us to understand more about children's minds than ever before. Babies and young children turn out to both know more and learn more than we would ever have thought possible. By the time they are three or four, they have already learned fundamental facts about how the world works. A theory of learning has to explain how very small children who can't yet read or write or even talk well can learn so much so quickly. Our ability to learn can't just be due to education or training or elaborate social institutions. Rather, it seems to be a fundamental part of our human nature. In the past 50 years, cognitive science has told us a great deal about what our knowledge of the world is like, how we use that knowledge, and how that knowledge is encoded in our brains. Developmental cognitive science has also told us a lot about how our knowledge changes as we grow older. But we have not yet understood where that knowledge comes from or how it can give us a true picture of the world outside us. before San Francisco And I remember the pain in my chest like you used to get love I got numb in my feet and my heart will start a racing like a police was chasing me And I walk back wondering if maybe you have felt the same now And oh that's fine People move on and they change with the times and oh Tax havens haven't always had such a bad image. 
Sometimes they functioned like any other safe haven, allowing persecuted minorities to escape the oppressive rules of home. Jews in Nazi Germany, for example, were able to ask secretive Swiss bankers to hide their money. Unfortunately, secretive Swiss bankers soon undid the good this did their reputation by proving just as happy to help the Nazis hide the gold they managed to steal and reluctant to give it back to the people they stole it from. Nowadays, tax havens are controversial for two reasons. Tax avoidance and tax evasion. Tax avoidance is legal. It's the stuff of double Irish Dutch sandwiches. The laws apply to everyone. Smaller businesses and even ordinary individuals could set up border-hopping legal structures too. They just don't earn enough to justify the accountant's fees. If everyday folk want to reduce their tax bill, their options are limited to various forms of tax evasion, which is illegal. VAT fraud, undeclared cash-in-hand work, or taking too many cigarettes through the nothing-to-declare lane at customs. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions.
I mean, obviously it's a good sport in general, but um, in terms of specifically for girls, I mean, it's more of a... It's, it's less of a match. It's more, it's more of a game, like, it's more of a whole-day sort of sport, which is quite nice because it means that, unlike netball or unlike the shorter games... Um, that only last about an hour. They're very intense. I mean, especially netball, you're running around and basically switched on the whole game, whereas for cricket, you get breaks in between... Ball- well, not I wouldn't call it a break, but you get little in- intermissions between overs, breaks between balls where you can switch off. And it is quite nice to... I mean, it's, it's sociable, because in those, in those little breaks that you get, you can... If you're a keeper, you can talk to the batter who's batting. You can talk to... If you're swapping over in the field when you're in the, in the middle of overs, you can talk to your teammates as you run past them. And then if you're not batting or you're um, you're waiting on the sideline to go into bat, it's quite nice to sit with your team. Rather than having to be switched on 100% high intensity all the time, it's actually nice to sort of sit in the sun and, and discuss life. And it's very sociable to um, spend time with all your teammates.
but I've seen your flag on the marble arch. Our love is not a victory march, it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. 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 God above, but all I've ever learned from love was how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. It's not a cry that you hear at night, it's not someone who's seen the light, it's a cold and broken heart. been taken into new fields. I have been taken to questions that I had studied from an entirely historical perspective and now looked at them from the broader perspective that our courses opened up for us on the meaning of mythology. It's good to learn. One of my favorite characters from antiquity is Solon. Solon, who was Archon of Athens in 594, Solon, who exemplified the Greek ideal of nothing in, in excess. He had been chosen by his fellow Athenian citizens. The Athens was on the verge of civil war, and they asked Solon to become a dictator and bring peace and order. He did not. Instead, he created a balanced constitution, and then having given Athens its laws and its constitution, went away to travel for 10 years. And his favorite saying, and he lived to be very old, was, every day grow older and every day learn something new.
was born today I'll tell you how Clouds above opened up Let it out I was standing on the surface Of a perforated sphere When the water filled every hole Thousands upon thousands Made an ocean-making Islands where no island should go
Join me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words, and sound. Be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a guppy production for Colm Radio.